0: This is the St. Louis Podcast Network. Welcome to the CNC Golf Factory Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network with Kurt Rowe and Kurt Goss III. Kurt Rowe is the Executive Director of the Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association in St. Louis. This
1: morning, this calls for the old Billy Barou. Kurt Goss
0: III is the head PGA professional at the Country Club of St. Aldens. Hi, short. <laughs> now, it's time for the only podcast dedicated to St. Louis local golf. Let's get into the CNC Golf Factory Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Originating from the Glen Carbon Studios of Pitless Podcast Network it's the CNC Golf Factory Podcast. I am the enhancement alongside Kurt Goss and Kurt Rowey. Hello, gentlemen. Welcome back for another another fine episode.
2: Hey, Andy. Greetings. Hey that's a new I, way to
0: bring. That's a new way to bring us in from the Glen Carbon there, Studios. Right? Yeah, let's like bring it down it. to let's bring it down to Butler Cabin. Hello, friends. <laughs> there you go.
3: We we'll got a lawsuit on our hands. I don't think that's trademarked. Yeah, probably by now it is. I just saw it there. I just saw it. it. was like on Instagram. I saw a t-shirt that said it
2: was the Hello Friends t-shirt. I almost ordered it.
0: Oh, I need that. I like yeah. Hello. I'm a, I'm a huge Nance fan. Yeah. If I find it, I'll, I'll send it to you.
3: He's a very nice guy. Met him once.
0: Oh, well, where'd you see him at? I want to hear the story about how you met Jim Nance. Yeah.
3: Uh, PJ Merchandise Show. Probably... Oh. 2018, 2019, um, in uh, Orlando in January, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of giggles like a bunch of five-year-olds. Um, but so anyways,
0: I, no, there there'll be no talk of that in this podcast episode.
3: None. So so anyways, point of you. We we used to carry uh, Vineyard Vines in the shop, yeah. And uh, Jim Nance has a line with Vineyard Vines. Yep, and he's a part owner. Um, of that line or with Vineyard Vines. I don't know if he still is now, but um, yeah, I was there with my sales rep and Jim Nance was walking through and uh, sales rep uh, Thop introduced us. So, got did, he, you did know, he say hello, friends? He's like, You better buy a lot of stuff. I got a fancy house over here in Monterey that needs to be paid for. I was like, All right, we got you with a
0: replica of uh, of number seven at Pebble right. Beach, uh, um, right. in the backyard with the master's music playing in the background.
3: He's, a, he's wow. one of a kind, that's for sure. Did
0: you guys have a conversation? We're just kind of like, hi, you know, I'm, I'm Kurt.
3: It was two minutes or less. Uh, gotcha. Very nice, very cordial. Um, I'm sure he was hounded throughout the day, like any of the uh, celebrities that are at the merchandise show that week. But, uh, no, super nice. He took a few minutes, and, uh, yeah, very cordial. And, uh, yeah, respected uh, respected him doing that, so appreciate it. I saw it.
0: him from a distance at the 1992 PGA Championship at Bell Reve. So that year they actually had parking like on site. There's the, like there's a field just to the west of Bell Reef Country Club where you where you could park. I and mean, like Hunter, you came in there on 14, right?
2: Hunter Farms, yep. 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 Just and
0: so he was in a CBS golf cart out looking at the golf course and and say, you know he had a, has his name on it. It was one of those carts that they bring in with no roof on it or anything. And I'm like, Oh look, hey, look, there's there's Jim Nance. Never talked to him. Didn't you no know, granite 30 years ago. But yeah, I remember seeing him uh from a from a distance. So that was that was my that's my Jim Nance encounter. Hello, friends. <laughs> I got I got nothing from Jim Nance. So Dan Hicks, you remember Dan Hicks from being a USGA? No, I have not. Speaking of, uh this past weekend was the uh, the US women's uh open at Pebble yes. first time ever. Uh, Allison Corpuz, your winner. Yep. Uh f- what just fantastic golf to watch. It was really, really a lot of fun. Um, I thought I, I know that they didn't hit it as far as the guys. Obviously, I thought they hit the ball a little bit farther than what they were showing it on television. Though, I thought they were like closer, like in the two hundred and fifty to two hundred and eighty range, where they were mainly showing like two hundred and thirty to two hundred and seventy was kind of the range of some of the of the the fairway markers that they show on television.
3: I am sure softer fairways, possibly, and I don't think the temperatures are much above sixty. Um. so the ball probably wasn't flying like we've seen maybe some past years with the men but uh, i will t- piggyback on that i think the women's game right now is phenomenal i continue to watch more women's golf whether it's amateur professional um their swings are <laughs> so good
0: um, so good
3: i i think yeah. more people need to get on board, and uh, I think we can honestly tell, three months into this podcast, that we've highlighted and showcased uh, some of the women's game locally. But uh, boy, I was I, I, especially with Rose Zang jumping on as a pro now. It's so so good.
0: That's uh, a
3: that's a huge deal for women's golf. She's
0: like you know she she has a, a Tiger Woods esque aura about her. She's not Tiger. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it has a similar. A similar feeling around her game and how she plays and it was whenever they showed her on television it was was cool she was never really in contention all weekend at pebble but no they they showed her on television a few times just because people i think people are very curious about her like they were about tiger in the late 90s i i
3: I hope she continues it because she'll be she'll be that rock star for the game and i hope she can be that tiger woods for the ladies game for the next 20 years
0: and, you know, and also something that that kind of has given these women a little more notoriety, too, and it's really – it's it's one day a year. It's that Saturday before the Masters, and it's the Augusta – the Augusta National Women's Amateur Championship. I think that's yeah, what think. it's called. Yes. Um, and, you know, you you you, you, you that's, where, that's where I first heard about Rose Zeng and Jennifer Kupchko. And – is that how you say her name? Kupchko. Kupchko. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, there's a girl from Sweden, too. I can't – she has an incredible swing. I cannot think of her name. Lindsay, somebody?
2: Uh, no, in- Ingrid.
0: Uh, Ingrid, that's what it is. Uh, yeah, she plays at LSU. Yeah, plays, plays at LSU. That's yeah. her. crazy. I mean, just crazy, crazy talented. It's so fun to watch them out there at a, at Augusta National. But that's where you know, that's where you and everybody's excited. You know, the week before the Masters is to see the golf course, and so I I always tune into the to the Augusta Women's Amateur, and so mm-hmm. just seeing how just seeing these the the girls turn go from amateur to pro. And also what they what they're able to do out there is really, really cool. So I hope that a, a lot of our listening audience got to uh got to watch over the weekend as well. Big uh, st- staying with the women. Kurt Rowe, you had the MAGA uh women's championship this uh past Monday and Tuesday out at Whitmore? Westboro. Westboro. Par sixty eight at Westboro. Yeah, we we, we actually did play par
2: seventy one for the ladies though. Okay. So. Yeah, so we, we, we played par seventy one, but yeah, thirty first metropolitan women's championship. Um, great, the golf course is in was in fantastic condition. It's it's actually Westboro is actually it's a perfect venue for the ladies. Um, yeah, it's not terribly long, but it's still it's still challenging. It's challenging for the for the ladies, even for the for the good players. Um, you know, we're going to have, uh, McKenna Montgomery, our champion on who shoots one under, you know, over 36 holes, but, um, you know, the par threes are really good at Westboro and, um, just, uh, yeah. Shout out to them. Big thanks to, uh, to Westboro for hosting. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's just a great venue for, you know, for the, for the ladies, but, uh, yeah, it, we have a small field, 33 total players, um, Sixteen in the championship division that played for the, the the, Jane M Jane M. Watson trophy. And then we had three other flights in net division. Uh net flights, I guess you call it net championship. Um but uh, it was it was great. Westboro was great, golf course was fantastic condition. Um Mark McKinney, who was the new superintendent out there, um, just took over in January of this year, February uh comes from a great line of uh um is actually hosted it came from del paso country club out in sacramento which had us had a u.s senior open and uh but uh he was he was all excited about it and um, yeah well um it was uh it, w- it was a good championship um now, we had
0: small, small field what were some of the common reactions to the golf course and from some of the players that you uh, that you encountered
2: Yeah, no, they were all very complimentary. The golf course, like I said, was in great, great, great condition. Um, Mark had it dialed in and, um, you know, they all, they, they enjoy playing. The ladies enjoy playing Westboro, you know, um, you know, let's just be honest. We're not going to take, you know, U S open qualifying or us qualifying to Westboro country club. Um, You know, it's, from the tips it's 5,775 yards, uh, par 68 generally, you know, for the men, as you mentioned, Andy, but, um, it's, it's, it's a really good, it's a good test for the, for the ladies, even though it's, it's, it's short by length, by stamp, by length, you know, scorecard length, but, there's a uh, you know there's a couple of those holes. there's a few holes out there that are up and down got a little elevation changes and yep. that uh, that changes things so it does um, you know for you know like 18 we played as a par five which is it's 410 on the scorecard but you know they hit it down the hill from an elevated T, but it's a it's a long way back up you know long way back up back up, on back up. actually one really want 18 is one of the great it's funny I, I mentioned that. Uh, Matt Ginler, a little shout out to Matt Gindler, was out there watching Morgan, his daughter play. And uh I saw him on AT&T with the last couple of groups and he's he said to me, he's like, he was the eighteenth hole here, I think, is one of the it does not get enough credit. He's he's like I think it's one of the really one of the better better holes of golf in St. Louis. So um so yeah. But uh no, the I the ladies the ladies like it. Um you know if I if if I could pick a spot to have the women's championship every year I'd probably do it at Westboro, to be honest with you.
0: Awesome. Sounds like it was a great tournament. Who yeah. who, were, who were the other winners of the other divisions?
2: Yeah, so uh, our flight flight winners, we had Margaret Farrell, who's a Westboro Country Club member. She won the A flight. Uh, Cynthia Rank from Old Warston Country Club took the B flight um, championship. And then uh, in C flight, Deborah McGinnis from Florissant Golf Club won C flight with a couple of really good rounds of 69, 67 net, 600 net. So. Um, so anyway, a lot of familiar, familiar, familiar ladies, um, playing, they, uh, they come out every year and, and play in the Metropolitan Women's Championship. So much appreciated to them. And, uh, Gracie Pyre will, who, uh, was our runner up was last year's champion. Um, had a good, uh, good battle down the end, but, uh, McKenna Montgomery was our winner three-time champion. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to her here in a little bit.
0: Kurt, thanks for the wrap-up of the MAGA Women's Championship. Uh, and then as far as the gateway section, you guys had the uh, – it was called the, the Tower T Invitational, which is no longer held at Tower T. Uh, Mike Suri, our friend of the show, <laughs> held it out at uh, Oak Brook Golf Club on, uh, on Monday. And, uh, Kurt, how did the uh, how the par-3 tournament go?
3: Uh, it looks like it went well. I uh, had to miss it, but uh, would have loved to been there, joining the, uh, the crew, the fellow pros. But it looks like some uh, good scores. Uh, Rob Sidorsik from Family Golf, um, one of the top instructors in our territory. Looks like he fired a uh, 6-under, 48. I believe he was bogey-free on the day. And uh, I proceeded to scroll down maybe like the top 12 names uh, a little bit earlier to kind of see if uh, was there any aces. Uh, I feel bad if I leave anybody out, but I did come across one player uh Gideon Smith from Quincy country club looks like he had an ace on uh the long fifth hole playing 58 yards according to uh (laughs) gateway section website but uh yeah shout out to Gideon I don't know if there's a extra player purse for that um for the whole one I do know I think back in the day when it was the Lotes family and Tower T I want to say it was like something like an automatic 500 bucks um if you made an ace during the day so um no, some good scores. It looks like there was a log jam at uh, uh, five under, Jacob Seba, Jimmy Balls, Bob Gauss, Gideon Smith. So, um, yeah, some good shooting. And I, I know that's a fun event, um, not like, you know, necessarily a big point event for our section. But, I mean, who doesn't want to go out there and uh, throw a little par three game around and keep the ball in play? I know no, I enjoy he... it. Keep driver out of my hand. Keep... I've had
0: that. I've had that 58-yard shot on number five before. It's a it's a doozy.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, no, uh, shout-out to those guys. And uh, um, like we mentioned last week, uh, they got a stroke play event this Monday over at uh, Franklin County, um, Kurt's old uh, stomping grounds. Um, by the way, Kurt, uh, the other day coming home from the uh, lake, uh, we drove through uh, Dutso. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I didn't see your house. I don't know which one of yours is. Uh, growing depends of on that. which way you went is there a
0: um, sign outside of dutso that says home of kurt rowey
3: yeah uh you know cnc golf factory uh yeah right. there was a big billboard You one know, of those, kinda like one, those green and white,
0: one of those green and white signs they put like on you know with, by, underneath the population sign yeah
3: yeah <laughs> uh, but, but no and then uh like mentioned last week uh the uh gateway section has the assistance championship coming up in a couple weeks so um start to see some of our bigger showcased events uh in our section so um I'm assuming my uh, fellow golf pros, just like Kurt Rowey, we're all just full swing, no pun intended. It's golf season. Um, And we're just uh, trying to keep our uh, members, our uh, daily fee players, whoever we got uh, happy. Rounds just seem to be through the roof this year. So all things are good. Great
0: recaps, gentlemen. MAGA women's champion McKenna Montgomery joins us next on the CNC Golf Factory Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Back here for segment two, CNC Golf Factory Podcast right here on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Don't forget to check out our Instagram and Twitter at cc underscore golf underscore factory and Facebook, c plus c golf factory. Like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We teased it during segment one and so we uh, we have her now. Her name is McKenna Montgomery and she is the uh, 2022 Lindenwood graduate and she works in the golf shop over at Whitmore Country Club and she is also the 2023 MAGA Women's Championship champion. It's McKenna. Hi, McKenna. Good evening. How are you?
1: I'm doing pretty good. How are you?
0: Doing really good. How does it feel to be a three-time champion of the uh, of the of the MEGA Women's Championship?
1: I mean, it's pretty good. I just I go into every tournament just trying to play my best. So,
2: well, McKenna, thanks for taking some time this evening uh, after after your victory this week and uh, yeah, three-time champion. Um, you join. Um, the likes of one other person and that's ellen port as having that uh that uh um um i guess uh credit to your uh to your name to to put your name on the jane and watson trophy for the third time um now ellen's got 16 of them so you got a little you got a little ways to go to catch up with her but um you know, just give us a little bit of go back to uh, Westboro Country Club, and uh, what you know your thoughts on on the two days. Uh, you fired a one under um, par over the two days over thirty six holes. What uh, what was working for you um, at Westboro, and you know your thoughts on um, on the golf course?
1: Yeah, so I really just was kind of approaching the tournament as like, let's see how my game is <laughs> like. I wanted to just kind of focus on myself and then I felt like if I played decently well for myself, then results could follow. So it was more just a focus on my game, trying to hit fairways, hit greens, make putts. Um, I felt like my game was doing pretty well, but I was having a hard time hitting fairways. So my iron play really kind of helped me out um, being able to get back onto the green um, and then make a few putts, but I, always can make more of those.
2: So Westboro is an interesting, you know, golf course. It's not overly long. It's, you know, fairly short. I mean, even from the, you know, from the back tees, it's you know, 5,800 yards, but you, know, you mentioned you've had trouble hitting the fairways. It's tight. Um, can you just any, any other thoughts on, you know, on the course itself and, you know, how did it play? Even though, you know, again, not very long. I mean, did where was driver, did you hit a lot of drivers? You know, I'm, more curious to know how, you know, I didn't get to see you play a whole lot out there. Play well, watched a little bit, but just uh, you know, how you played it, you know, um, how you how you played the the course.
1: Yeah, it was definitely very different for me. I'm used to playing a lot longer than that. I mean, I'm used to playing 6,400, 6,500 yards. I like playing longer back. I thought it's more kind of challenging, I guess. And so it was definitely a very different. I mean, I'm usually driver every hole, just automatic and. I hit driver maybe like five holes mm-hmm. this tournament. And so I was hitting a lot more woods off the tee. Um, and usually hitting fairways is kind of my, my strong suit. So it was a, definitely a little bit different missing some of the fairways. And a lot of times those shots were hitting fairways on other courses. So um, being able to have the mindset of not letting a miss fairway crumble the rest of that hole like yeah okay i missed the fairway i still got a shot at the green you know stuff like that um not letting the rough kind of distract you just from getting good contact on the ball so
3: hey mckenna uh kurt here from uh st albans uh thank you for taking time and uh congrats on uh your third win of uh this big event um uh only 13 more to go to uh uh chase down the uh the local legend uh, Port, and maybe uh, i shouldn't say local legend uh she is a pretty uh well-known uh in the amateur ranks around the the country um but uh, again kudos uh three times uh winning that event that's fantastic um uh, first off you say uh missing some fairways i'm guessing when you miss fairways it's not like when i miss fairways you're probably only a few paces off um but um uh, w- when you did get yourself into a little bit of trouble um what did, did you have a, a strategy or did you just play it smart or did you occasionally try to pull off some of those hero shots uh, over those two days at Westboro?
1: Yeah. So it was definitely, I started, there was a couple of holes, both rounds, actually. I was started really pulling and kind of hooking the ball to the right. I'm not saying um, And so I hit a couple of those shots and it kind of became almost a little mental block, like, I can't hit another one right like that. You know, you kind of have to overcome that during the round. In both rounds, I stayed pretty steady and ended up, I felt like hitting it better at the end of my round than I did at the beginning, um, which I felt like was really good kind of mentally for me. Um, but definitely I felt like that course, it was, let me just try to chip out into a place where I could possibly have a look at par, but minimize it to a bogey. So um, I had a couple of shots where, I tried I just knew I had to punch one under the tree and it ended up rolling up on the green like I kind of wanted it to plan a so um, definitely didn't need to go for any hero shots I've never far enough <laughs> to have that option it was always kind of either it's there or it wasn't um, but yeah just trying to use a short game the best you can.
3: That's great. Play it smart. <laughs> Absolutely, and
0: that kind of leads into my question. Uh, it sounds like that your that course management is really one of the, one of the top skills one of the, one of the top attributes of your game. Would you agree? And what are some of your what are some of your other strong suits of your game?
1: Um, I'd say I'm. I don't hit it super far compared to a lot of other people I've played with, but I can be very consistent. So I'm usually. Hitting the fairway, hitting the green. Hitting the fairway, hitting the green. And so a lot of that, there isn't a whole ton of course management that comes along with that other than, like, picking clubs and stuff. Sure. Um, Where I've grown and gotten better with is handling the mishits and how to recover from that. Um, a big part of that's been um, working with Ray Farnell over at Whitmore. He's caddied on the PGA, and so he ha- he's game management teaching me How to read lies, how to know where to land the ball, where to miss, where to plan your miss has been like held my game immensely just through that versus um, just being relying on hitting fairways and greens. I can miss a fairway or miss a green now and still be confident I can make a par. So that's been really big mentally as well
0: that's a that's a huge huge part of it and i i I couldn't agree more i'm glad you said those things those are those are that's good advice for for young people out there to uh to follow is that you know just minimize the damage and 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 know where to miss and those are two huge parts i mean if with those those two things alone you could become an an average golfer could be a could be an under 10 handicap with those with those attributes yeah definitely we didn't mention I'm
2: gonna mention we gotta throw it out there that McKenna's a Southpaw too, by the way. So uh you know
1: I heard her
0: I heard her say that she was hooking it to the right. I'm like,
1: oh. <laughs> Yeah. I yeah. was like, No, I know more about golf than just that. I know Yeah <laughs> We gotta, get, well, we gotta, get, to we gotta get a shout out to the lefties, man. We don't
2: we don't have uh you know, they're uh, they're few and far between and they have a, you know a, a champion lefty. Hey, you got something in common. Drew Pranger is a three time Metropolitan Amateur Champion, another lefty. So hey, there you go. I just saw that. That just came to me as I'm I'm sitting here. So congrats on that. Let's go back a little further, McKenna. Um, so our listeners, you know, kinda know who, you know, who McKenna Montgomery is. Um, went to Westminster Christian Academy. Uh I know back in twenty seventeen when you won your first championship, um, you were at uh Union University, I think it was. And um, then you ultimately transferred to Lindenwood. But just uh, take it, just take us back, you know, what, uh, what was your, your, the high school game? And I, I know you played basketball as well, because I know you, uh, you know, played a little basketball at Lindenwood. And I think you started basketball at Union. But so tell us a little bit about that transition, you know, going from, you know, from, from basketball and then and ultimately, you know, playing, playing golf in college or both.
1: Yeah, so high school, I played golf and basketball, loved them both. Um, had the opportunity to play basketball in college is what I was going for. I kind of had retired from golf. Um, but I went over and played basketball my first year at Union. And the golf coach, I kind of I played around with him. and He said, hey, you can come and join a team if you want. Like, went, no pressure, but, like, you can come. And the basketball coach was actually – an avid golfer and he said absolutely go for it I think we can make it work and so my second year I started playing two sports and I, it was awesome I loved it um, golf in college is actually kind of a two-season sport so you play in the spring and in the fall and then basketball is in the winter so it's kind of like I was always in season mm-hmm. um, playing a sport um, but it was a great experience and I loved doing it and that was one of the reasons I ended up transferring to Lindenwood Cause they were one of the schools when I was looking at transferring that was going to still let me play both. So I still got to do that at Lindenwood too. And um takes a lot of good time management skills, but overall it was really, really good. So what'd you major in at Lindenwood? So I ended up, <laughs> it's a complicated answer to an easy question. So I ended up with <laughs> a lot of eligibility with my sports. So uh, I ended gotcha. up staying in school six years. So I ended up with two undergraduate degrees, one in business and then one in exercise science, and then I ended up getting a one-year MBA, so a master's in business. So,
0: any aspirations to do anything with any of those degrees?
1: Very possible. Um, I'm kind of using them a little bit now, um, just kind of looking at different kind of avenues. I mean, I, they're all both of them are very flexible and kind of being able to use them in different ways. So,
0: without question.
3: That's uh that's impressive. Uh, I it took me five years. I only got one degree, so I'm embarrassed. Yeah, um,
0: I, I went I went three years full time, took a year off, went two years part time, and then a year and a half full time, and I'm in seven years, and uh, yeah, I'm not a doctor. I'm very disappointed.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, uh, so McKenna, that's that's so impressive. You know, because again, uh, being a collegiate golfer myself many moons ago, um, and playing, um, you know, two thirds of the school year, and then you through basketball in the middle, so you had the almost year-round or was year-round playing sports. What would you give uh, the listeners, the the young kids, uh, you know, uh, middle school, high school age, um, what advice would you give them to be able to uh, balance their uh, school life, work life, and uh, personal life with with all the juggling of sports and uh, whatnot?
1: Yeah, I mean – I always tell people all the time, they'll ask me, like, oh, should I have so and so quit soccer because they want to play basketball or something? I say, let them play all the sports they want. Like, play all the sports, have fun, enjoy them all. And then if one kind of rises to the top, then you can focus on that more. Mm -hmm. But the athleticism you get from playing cross sports, and it's so much more valuable, and having more fun is the most important part of sports. And then as far as time management and stuff, you just kind of have to know what your priorities are and where your strong suits are and where your weaknesses are. Um, For me, school, I did pretty well in school and it was pretty easy for me, but I had to work at it. So it was, I knew I had to set aside time for my schoolwork and I had to set aside time for my sports because that was really important to me. And so social, being social with my friends, sometimes I'd say, hey, sorry, I can't go. I've got you know too much school work you know and you just have to be able to make sacrifices based upon what you put most important i guess so
3: yeah and that's and that's very true it uh it's definitely rewarding but again when you're a uh when you're 18 to 22, you know, living those quote unquote best years of your life. Yeah. It it can probably be sometimes hard to tell your friends. uh, I can't uh, hang out tonight or do something, but uh, definitely it's rewarding. And it's paid off for you. um, You know, being a dual athlete in college and uh, winning some big time events around town. So uh, kudos to you uh, being able to manage all that.
1: Yeah. And it's not saying you can't do things with your friends. I mean, that just comes down to your priority. Maybe having friends and being with them is more important to you than your sports and, like that's fine, you know. Don't expect you to like, I don't know, be a professional, whatever athlete you are. But right. you know what? It's it's up to you and what your priorities are. So,
0: for professional sure. drinker or professional athlete? <laughs> <Eat foods>.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what's uh, okay? You got you wrapped
2: up the women's championship. Any other uh, events on the uh, on the horizon for the rest of the summer? Uh, what's uh, what's um, the rest of the summer Very possible.
1: Very possible. Plans are still up in the air. Um, I've definitely been playing some amateur events kind of this summer, kind of getting ready maybe for some pro stuff eventually down the road. So I don't know, maybe my amateur career is coming to a close sometime soon. But uh, yeah, it's um, kind of in the air still. Um, So we'll see.
3: You mentioned, uh, you know, if your amateur career uh, does come to an end and you uh, seek out uh, playing professionally, and uh, with you uh, spending some time over at Whitmore working for a great guy like Brian Maine and that team, if you uh, really decide to, uh, you know, pursue that career at some point and dive into the uh, professional side of things um, and the PGA, uh, please feel free to reach out to myself over at St. Albans. Um, if that becomes a, a career choice at some point, um, it's, uh, it's very rewarding. Obviously, as you know, it, uh, you're working, uh, weekends and holidays whenever he's having fun but um, <laughs> um i can tell you 18 years as a club professional um it is uh, long days this time of year um kurt rowey knows it from uh, running events but uh i i think kurt and i have seen uh, plenty of benefits from our careers we've been to a lot of neat places that a lot of people will never get to go so uh yep. if you ever decide to make that jump uh feel free um you know you got a great one already uh Uh, that you get to spend up some part-time with uh, Brian Maine and that crew. So, but yeah, always here to help uh, somebody if they decide to jump into that career choice.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it.
3: Of course.
0: Awesome. Anything else? uh,
2: No, no. All right. McKenna, thanks again and congratulations. And then, uh, you know, uh, got your, your, you know, your, your names going up on the, on the Jane Watson trophy
0: um, once again.
2: So
1: yeah thank you
0: guys for having me no problem congratulations that is mckenna montgomery she is a 2023 maga women's championship champion she is a 2022 lindenwood graduate and she works over at whitmore stop by and say hi if you feel like it mckenna thanks again for joining us
1: thank you have a good night
0: more right after this on the cnc golf factory podcast right here on the st louis podcast network Final segment here, CNC Golf Factory Podcast, St. Louis Podcast Network. Andy, Kurt, and Kurt wrapping up the show with you today with a uh, preview of a couple tournaments coming up, starting off with the SIGA Championship. Kurt Goss, what's going on with that?
2: Kurt Goss doesn't know anything that's going on with that, so I'll oh, take this one. The S-I-G-A, that's <laughs> I look like a deer in headlights right now. Huh? Huh? What? Uh, yeah, Kurt, so wait, we went to... the SIGA Championship. Yeah, so. Um... SIGA Championship, the Southern Illinois Golf Association Championship, which is uh, you know Southern Illinois Golf Association is it's something that we uh, you know took under our under our wings a few years ago, but they've got their 99th SIGA Championship, which I I think from what I understand is it's actually the oldest amateur championship in the state of Illinois. Um, but we've got the 99th this weekend over at Green Hills Golf Course Golf Club over in Mount Vernon, Illinois. Um, pretty good field we got 66 total players they've got all kinds of divisions actually that they have uh, available but uh, we got 44 in the men's championship which is always the biggest we got a few we got about eight or nine in the senior we got a super senior and we do have a women's championship as well so um, those are all very small fields but uh, pretty strong field our defending champion is uh, Alex Siromataro who's actually from here in the St. Louis area Yeah, so Alex is playing. He, he won last year down at Hickory Ridge in, in Carbondale. Um, but uh, all the all the top players from the Southern Illinois area, um, Aaron Jones, who's a former champion, Brian Warren, former champion, actually last year was the SIG Player of the Year, um, is in the field. Uh, we got some other guys from St. Louis also coming over to play, Tyler Comerford, um, so uh should be good. Uh Green Hills is a is a really good little golf course over in Mount Vernon. If if if, uh, if, if you've never been over there, um, they'll actually host our the Southern Illinois Championship um, in uh, in September as well. But yeah, so ninety ninth um, SIGA Championship this weekend over in um, in Mount Vernon. So
0: up next on the plate is the U.S. Amateur qualifier coming up on Monday and Tuesday, or just Monday.
2: That's Monday and Tuesday out at Meadowbrook. Yep. Uh, USAM qualifying. We're uh, we started with 120 players. We've got a few less. We've got some withdrawals already, but 120 players are going to play for three spots, which uh, doesn't sound like a lot. That's uh kind of low in my opinion, but Hey, we, I guess that's, that's what we got. But 120 players um, is what is, that's what that number is based off of. I think we got 114 115 right now to tee it up. Um, they will play 18 on Monday and then we uh, we do the USAM qualifying over two days, so we actually will cut the field um, down a little bit for for round two on Tuesday, because they get, they play thirty six holes uh, to go to the USAM. The USAM is out at Cherry Hills Country Club out in Denver, Colorado this year. So um, obviously the USAM always is in a is a prime prime location every year, but. Uh, um, strong field. I think it's going to be a battle for, to get those three spots. We got all of our top players from the St. Louis area. Plus we got some good players from other parts of the uh, country. Um, some guys that I know, uh, who have come up here before from Kentucky and Texas and some other, some other areas. So should be, uh, should be good. Meadowbrook is, um, uh, I was out there this morning doing a little work, um, to get ready. And I'll be back tomorrow morning doing some more work, but, um, Excited to see, uh, this first time I've seen Meadowbrook since all the renovations over the last two years. Um, really good. It's, um, I, I, still say, I think Meadowbrook's one of the underrated, you know, clubs and golf courses in our, in our town. And, uh, with the recent renovations, it's, uh, it's very strong. It's, um, and it's going to be a great test. I know because, um, uh, Mike Karen, um, the superintendent out there is, um, he will have it ready for, for those players. Uh, he, he, they, they do a fantastic job out there. And, um, so it will be, uh, it be two good, two good days of, uh, a competition to see who goes to the USAM.
0: You know, one thing cool about the USAM is that they play at a lot of courses that the majors don't hit, that the PGA doesn't hit and that the US Open doesn't hit. Pumpkin Ridge, Cherry Hills. Now granted, you Cherry Hills is very famous for the 1960 US Open. where Arnold, right. well, Arnold won. But, yep. uh, so yeah, so seeing courses like that on the on the amateur on the amateur docket is uh, pretty cool. Any cool golf courses coming up uh, in future years for the U.S. amateur?
2: Oh, that's a great question. I don't have that in front of me. I should have. Uh, I, I don't know, but uh, I'm,
0: I, I'm, I, should have, I'm, I should have prepped you.
2: That's all right. But uh, yeah, I'm sure there are. I mean, I you know. Um, Cause yeah, they they seem to you know they they've gone to some of those courses and even some of the U.S. Open courses you know uh, in in some of the off years. So um, yeah, they they they'll, they they go to the to the best courses. I mean, it's for all intents and purposes, it's you know it's the it's the number one amateur championship in the world. So um, you know and you get three hundred and twelve players from all over the world you know coming to 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 win that title. That's uh, they they get some nice some great venues.
0: It's at Hazeltine next year, the Olympic Club, Marion, um, Oak Hill in twenty seven, the Inverness Club in twenty nine, the honors course at at uh, Ula Tawah, Tennessee, in twenty thirty one, and then back at Oakland Hills, guys. In uh, in twenty forty seven, there's a there's a good chance that the the winner of the twenty forty seven U.S. Amateur is not born yet.
3: There's a good chance I might be still around in twenty forty seven. <laughs> I mean. <laughs>
0: I'll be, um, I'll be, that's my, be my 70th year,
3: 2047. Well, you might be doing this podcast in
0: 24 seven. I mean, (laughs) And, and still, still just bartering for golf to do it, which would be fine by me. That's right. But I mean, just look at those names. You just rattled off Andy.
2: I mean, those are, those are unbelievable clubs and courses. I mean, the honors course, if nobody knows of the honors course in Tennessee, it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's just outside Chattanooga is it where that's at. But uh, the honor course is freaking awesome.
0: I've never heard of it before.
2: It's, it's unbelievable. I actually, I went to the, I, I, I went to the U S mid-am there, Gosh, probably ten or twelve years ago, I just on a on a whim with Tom, and uh, he went. He was going down to actually work it, and I just don't think he really wanted to drive. So he asked me what I was doing that weekend, so, he, <laughs> so I could drive him down. But I end, I ended up working. I ended up actually walking with a match. This was my I was young in my career. I I definitely wasn't rule certified then, but they needed help, and uh, I got to walk around that place for two days. The superintendent there at the time, I don't think he's there any longer. He was actually one of the most world-renowned people on zoysia. They actually have zoysia grass, and it's in southern, Chattanooga, southern you know southern Tennessee, and they had zoysia. And he was like, he is literally one of the world most world-renowned people on growing zoysia in in, in the world. I don't remember the huh. guy's name,
0: but it's it's a it's a cool cool spot, yeah. So we talked about our love of Zoja last week, and how a few I know. you grab your cart down the middle of your, yeah. your waggles. Well, that's, that's
2: <clears throat> that place is, is awesome. But anyway, yeah, you know you you just ride off a lot of really great clubs that oh you guys going to so very cool awesome.
0: I'm going to wrap things up with uh, senior am qualifying coming up. Is that also next week?
2: That's also next week. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. The next uh, six, seven days is a little crazy, but yeah. Senior am qualifying over at Edwardsville at sunset Hills country club. Ah, cool. 35, 35 for uno spot one spot. Wow. So yeah, that's always a tough one. Um, but 35 players playing for one spot to, uh, to the U S senior amateur. And that'll be next Thursday over at, 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 uh, sunset Hill, sunset Hills
0: country club. So you're going to tip, um, tip the old club out.
2: Uh, I am, you know, I mean, the, you know, the, the senior am, you know, I, I, I go back to even 2016 when the senior am is at old Warson. I mean, they, they played, they basically played the tips and for the senior am, they'll play 7,000 yards. So, um, yeah, we're, I've pretty much got the, they're playing the back tees at sunset to, uh um, to, to try to qualify, so sounds a big course from the back. Big. Yeah, it's you know it's over sixty nine. S- it's about sixty eight, I think. Yeah. So
0: yeah, you know but, before uh, their before their renovations in the late nineties, it was it was about seven it was about seven thousand. Oh, really? From the, yeah, from the back tees, and they they shorten it up a little bit to gotcha. make it just a little a little more playable for the members, okay. even today. Uh, the the members don't play the back tees very unless, I mean, unless they're they're super low handicappers. But exactly. I remember back in the early nineties, my when my dad would play his Saturday and Sunday morning games, that they always played the men's tees. Now, granted, mm-hmm. he was he was forty back then. Yeah. But uh, they they uh, all play the. I really, everybody, everybody, everybody plays the white tees up there now. So gotcha.
2: Yeah. So it'll. Uh, yeah, but it was. I was out there last week, and it'll be. Uh, It'll be a good test. Um, Steve Belser, the superintendent over there now, and it, uh, it was in great shape the other day and we'll, yeah. um, it'll be a good test to,
0: you know, it's a battle to try we to get that one at, one spot. We talked about it at the end of the show last week, but they had a lot of storm damage from, uh, the yeah. last weekend over the 4th of July weekend out yep. there. And they seem to have gotten it cleaned up pretty good. Course looks top notch. My parents live right there on number nine. So okay. I always get, get a, get a good look whenever I go over there to, uh, do whatever I need to do about my mom and dad. So there you go. (laughs) Kurt Goss, what do you got to uh, wrap up the show this evening?
3: Uh, The same thing. Um, You know, um, obviously my, my role is a little bit different than Kurt's. Kurt's always on the move, different sites. I love him uh, talking about Meadowbrook. I've always thought it was a great layout. Um, I like the renovations to it. Again, um, I agree with you, Kurt, that uh, I think it's a little underrated, Um, but uh, yeah, that'll be a good test for the USAM. But No, I mean, on my side of things, uh, like my fellow professionals, uh, junior golf season, tournament season for us. uh, We got our men's stroke play championship two days uh, this weekend, which is fun for us because we're a 36-hole facility and we can uh, use two different golf courses. Um, I got my ladies club championship the following weekend. I think the weekend after that, I got my senior uh, club championship. Um, so we're just rocking and rolling. We had our, uh, itty bitties tonight, our tiny tigers. Um, most of them, I think is we might've had one three-year-old up to about seven ish. And uh, five different skills competitions tonight. Uh, two different putting, uh, short putts, long putts. Um, I see that my wife and daughter just walked in. Um, they were there. Um, I don't know where they've been, but it looks like they brought me leftovers. But my wife was uh, giving a thumbs up to my daughter um, because my daughter did well tonight. But all of our kids did well. They survived the uh, the muggy day here in St. Louis. But no, um, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, the Gateway section when you know the assistance championship. Coming up, um, other events in our, uh, in our town are in our section. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a little bit different, like I said, between Kurt and I. But, um, you know, tonight's another night that we get to uh, talk to uh, individuals in the game. I know we talked briefly uh, for next week. I think we're going to try to get another uh, fellow golf pro on, and uh, the three of us will talk. But uh, just another uh, long day at the club, but uh, a lot of excited members and uh, looking forward to doing it again tomorrow. Sounds
0: great. That's what we do here. We do St. Louis local golf content. Find us on the social medias, guys Instagram, Twitter, CC underscore golf underscore factory facebook c plus c golf factory and like and subscribe the cnc golf factory on apple podcasts and spotify for kurt rowey for kurt goss i'm edy hanselman you've been listening to the cnc golf factory podcast on the st louis podcast network content on the st louis podcast network is 100 human created